You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver media podcast. The True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. Good morning. How are you? Good. I have a fresh cup of coffee in front of me in my True North Eager Beavers. Democracy is something you do coffee mug, and I'm ready to start my day. Ah, uh, I got a bowl of Cheerios. <laughs> well, that's nutritious. <laughs> a multigrain Cheerios. So it has a little bit of sugar on it. Uh, hello, kids. Welcome to season two and episode number one of Just a Nibble, the Not Quite Daily Beaver. For those moments when you still want your beaver grizzly goodness, but just don't have time for a whole bite. Today, recording day is Monday, October 8th, 2022, and it looks like it will be a lovely autumn day here at the Beaver Lodge. I'm your host, the eager beaver, pronouns he, him, hey, Mr. Beaver, eh? And I'm really glad that you've joined us today. Of course, a big thank you goes to our podcast's founding sponsors, The Peppermaster, The Miss Fee Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, and CanadianTarot.com. Uh, it's our first time trying this, so let's see how this goes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but before we start, as usual, we say hello and a uh, sun salute to Mr. Grizzly. How hey, are you doing? Mr. Beaver, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm hoping that you talk a few times so I can get a couple of bites in. <laughs> oh, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. I've got lots to say. Lots to say, a few things to uh, to compliment and, and comment on. We've got a uh, few people already tuned in. Tuned in, surfed on in, I guess. You don't yes. really tune in today, do you? It's just surfing. Let's start off yeah. with a, a joyous announcement, okay? A joyous announcement. We just launched this last night. Um, you can see this now. Uh, we have merch. We finally have t-shirts. This is the first of a couple of different styles we will have. This is the Halloween, a limited edition Halloween shirt, which is now available on DeanPlandell.com. Yes. And we do have a Blue Jacket Guy shirt. And there's more to come. These are just the first two. We've already sold a couple, believe it or not, uh, as of last night. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, within two hours of putting wow. them up, people had already started to make the purchase. So I'm like, way to go, fans. Thanks a lot. We wow. really do appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, um, I, I'm not sure if the kids are aware, but uh, buying a seasonal Halloween Eager Beaver tea or a Blue Jacket Guy Civics tea actually makes you 32% sexier. Oh, yeah. It's that, just uh, science. Yeah, yeah. No, absolute science. Yeah, yeah. so I mean, you know, we did the math. You, you, you have to buy it. 
Yes. 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 <laughs> we, we, we spent months and months and months doing experiments, control experiments in the lab. It really does. So <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, good morning, Kitty Lane, Kit Jen. Uh, nice to see you here on the stream with us. Um, so uh, the first thing, uh, obviously, uh, if you're living in Quebec, it's election day. Uh, so uh, make sure that you get out and vote, vote, vote. Um, we normally well, say least, we don't care who at, you vote for, but we really do. But we can that you vote. <laughs> at least vote once. <laughs> and if you vote multiple certain- times, you'll get in trouble. Just yeah. vote once. Just vote once. Uh, this t- <laughs> this time, of course, the decision seems rather predetermined. So, um, you know, uh, despite uh, trying to make uh, make all these comments about immigration that were somewhat distasteful, it seems that uh, you know uh, Frankie Legs is going to win anyway. But uh, it seems that the big race is for who's going to be number two. So uh, please do get out and vote. And of course, we're trying to see whether or not the Conservative Party of Quebec will win a seat, whether its leader will win a seat. That's not looking very good at the moment. Uh, The Liberal leader may not be winning her seat. Uh, The leader of Quebec Solidaire, I think, is pretty much solid. Uh, François Legault is going to win a seat, of course. Uh, And whether uh, the leader of the PQ, Plamondon, uh, will win a seat or whether the PQ will even win a seat because that was seemed to be the narrative at the beginning, but he does seem to have uh, gained a little popularity and performed very well uh, over the campaign. So, you know, he might have saved the honor of the party, uh, but it really looks like it's possible that it's going to be a CAQ route. I'm looking at uh, projections QC125, which is a poll aggregator for Quebec, and it says that the projects that the CAQ will get 39%, the Liberals 16 the PQ, Parti Québécois 15 Quebec Solidaire 15 and the Parti Conservateur du Québec 14 and that that should translate into zero seats for the Conservative Party of Quebec, three seats for the Parti Québécois, nine for Quebec Solidaire, 21 for the Liberal Party, and 92 for the CAQ. The CAQ. Out of 125. The CAQ. It's you a hairball, like isn't choking it? On it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, good morning, Kitstone Seawitch. Uh, lovely to have you join us as well. Um, so yeah, we gone and done it. We got merch. Yeah, yeah. For those of you who haven't yeah. seen, I'll just throw it up again. There's a first, yeah, first yeah. of many to come, and uh, our, our limited edition. Halloween version of the True North Eager Beaver Democracy is something you do. There are, uh, we've got more designs and they will be launched uh, over the next couple of days. So check out the merch store. I did put a link in the chat. So I'll, uh, by all means, feel free to check it out. Mm-hmm. And um, I was having a discussion with my sweetie the other day, my beaver sweetie the other day, and he was wondering about this. And I've kind of sort of taken to saying it now. He was just wondering, why do we say October? We have September. November, December. Why is it not October? <laughs> well, let's... so today is officially the eighth, the third of October. Did I say the eighth at the beginning of the show? I don't know. Maybe I did say the eighth. It's, it's the third. It's the third. It's the third. Self correction. Five days ahead. I said it was the eighth in the beginning. Well, the eighth would <laughs> I be had good. My first night of curious, yeah. Because that's it's it's the long weekend's coming up. It's Thanksgiving weekend. So yes. Sunday the tenth, uh, Saturday would be the eighth. That would be you know we'd be full into the uh, long weekend at that point. So 
I am very much looking forward to the long weekend. I'm heading down to my sister's place for uh, Thanksgiving dinner and uh, going to relax in the country and maybe take a hot tub and probably have a cool, refreshing malted beverage of some type. Ooh. Maybe a whiskey cool, or two. Refreshing malted beverage. Certainly good, good, whiskey. Good. Certainly whiskey. <laughs> um, I guess we should start with, I mean, it's probably not the most pressing news in the world, but it's someone, it seems, is trying to dethrone me. Yeah, apparently, um, well, so here, let me just put this up. The this whole is, monarchy uh, thing apparently has gone Games of Thrones. Yeah, this is the, uh, according so to apparently, uh, Dr. Christine uh, Sarteshi, she studies uh, radical groups. She's a, a genius, and she studies all these radical groups. Uh, and a, a friend of mine who works in counterterrorism has worked with her a number of times. She says she is the authority on this stuff. So she's like, okay, apparently there's a new queen of Canada, and um, this is who she is. Uh, okay, Lady Sarah. Her name is Carlson. Charmaine. Charmaine? Oh, yeah, Charmaine. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Charmaine now, Julie Vautour. Yeah, she looks pretty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, she looks pretty. <laughs> um, I don't but, know. Uh, we yeah. already have the queen. Uh, queen beaver right here. Look at that. I mean, look at that crown, my God. I, I, I brought the bling honeys. Okay. So these betches better get in line because <laughs> I was here first. And as all of you can vouch, dear loyal subjects, I am the original and the best, like cornflakes. <laughs> well, yeah, I suppose that is true. That is true. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hey, I've been a queen all my life, darling. <laughs> mm. I'm just saying. <laughs> so, yeah, apparently, uh, yeah, so you, you can get in line and you can eat my crown. So, um, P.S. Send money. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, apparently this has got all the Games of Thrones and uh, the the good doctor uh, was uh, saying, um, I wonder if Queen Romana knows. And then like, a couple minutes later, there was a oh yeah, she knows. So um, yeah, there's like this thing in the States, King David or someone like this and then and now there's an American monarchy thing that came out the other day, but yeah. it seems that everybody is trying to get in on the call yourselves a queen, get yourselves a green game. And it's like, I'm sorry, honeys, but my queen in a box kit from Amazon arrived first. So I'm first in line. Well, what, what is this American monarchist? Didn't, didn't they have a whole revolution about the monarchy and fight back and not want it? Like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, you did see Kim Jen. You did see the 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 doctored uh, the doctored video of uh, Charles when he was making his first speech. He goes, "All right, Charlie's in charge now. America, we're taking you back." That's it. I saw that clip. It was, <laughs> that was pretty funny. funny. <laughs> it was pretty funny. I thought so. Anyway, uh, like Kim, Kim Jen goes, the audacity. The audacity. I know. Uh, I know. These kids uh, oh, nowadays. No, no, Lane, there's not, yeah, there's not going to be a queen wars in Canada now. I just, I simply reign supreme. That's all there is to it. I do the work. W e r k. And I queen is to be fabulous. Remember how you spell queen? Lowercase q, uppercase w e e n. Queen. You got to yes. get it right. Yes. Uh, yes, because I remain your humble servant. 
That's right. And the uppercase Q has a lot of bad juju associated with it. So, yes, it does. You know. <laughs> and we don't want that. So, so in the news, in the news, I pulled yes, this please. because this is uh, something that comes as no surprise to me. I'm going to put this up on the screen. This comes as no surprise to me whatsoever. The province of Ontario mm. decided that they would undermine the uh, federal $10 a day daycare program because they were pressured by a private sector program and they funneled money to the private sector and basically said piss on everybody else because Dougie has to make sure his wealthy donors get fed. Remember his, uh, his slogan, for the people? Why don't we just change it to for the business people? And somebody pointed out to me we should change it to for my business people. Because mm-hmm. let's face it, intense pressure from for-profit daycares has transformed Ontario's rollout of $10 a day childcare and sparked a political standoff. There's going to be a big investigation into this. And, and the story from the tour star um, is in-depth and scathing. Somebody going to pay. Somebody going to pay a big a time. And I'm okay with that because this program is designed to help the public. And now you have a bunch of profiteering individuals. I'm trying to be polite because it is 7 o'clock in the morning or 7.15 a.m. But a profiteering individuals who want to basically uh, take money from the public purse to pad their pockets. Say that seven times fast. <laughs> That's a lot of alliteration in one sentence. Uh, yeah, it says that uh, they were lobbied by a group that said that waged some type of campaign that said $10 daycare would put them out of business and they would not join the program unless changes were made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Dougie, doing what Dougie does, bent over backwards to please his private sector overlords. I hate that fucking guy so much. Just doesn't give a shit about anybody unless you're rich. If you're not rich, he doesn't care. You don't matter. You don't count, and you amount to nothing. Nothing. Mm-hmm. The man is scum. Uh, He's also yeah, a useful idiot. To, yes, yes. Well, according to the article, apparently the federal attentions, uh, federal government's attention has already been seized. Yes. Uh, it says last week, Karina Gold, the federal minister who oversees child care, demanded an explanation for the revisions. Her letter, which was obtained by the Star Express, concerned that the changes may not fulfill Ontario's promise in the deal to implement stringent cost controls. And of course, uh, Stephen Lecce, the provincial minister of wearing comfortably tight pants, declined an interview request for the story and did not directly respond to specific questions because, as we have said when we were covering the Ontario election, if we win again, we're going to get a bunker premier and no questions will be allowed because it's our money, but for some reason we're not allowed to know how it is that they are spending it allegedly in our name. And that's exactly what has transpired. Well, yeah, welcome to Dougie Democracy. Mm-hmm. Or Dougocracy. Dougocracy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That is not... Yeah, so uh, we'll look more into this and uh, probably report on it more uh, in our regular podcasts because, I mean, this is pretty much just fresh out from yesterday, isn't it? Uh, yesterday. It, it was released on the weekend. I'm not sure exactly when, but it's been an in-depth um, investigation by Torstar. So, yeah, we're going to look into this a little bit more. Yeah. And apparently uh, Toronto Stars having some financial issues? First time hearing of this. 
Is this the case? Yeah, I meant, I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a split be- feud between the Toronto, or maybe it's not the financial issues, but there's um, tensions between the co-owner, Beethoven, and the Toronto Star itself. Uh, I saw that two days ago. According to the CBC, one of the co-owners of the Torstar Corp Corporation says he's making no apologies for the way he runs the newspaper business after his business partner filed for a court order to wind up its parent company. North Star Capital Incorporated, co-owner of Jordan Bitov, uh, co-owner Jordan Bitov, says in a statement that he had has worked to make the company resilient, more accountable, and more competitive. I've done this to ensure that the Toronto Star, Canada's largest newspaper, can continue to deliver the news, opinion, and stories our diverse audiences seek and the investigative journalism our democracy depends upon, while upholding the Star's incredible legacy, building a brighter, stronger future. And uh, he said he's focused on a product building uh, centered on trusted journalism that readers demand, Uh, but it says that his business partner, Paul Rivett, described an erosion of the partner's relationship in a filing to the Ontario Superior Court of Justice earlier this month and called for an asset sale to wind up the company. Um, Wow. (laughs) Says that, uh, yeah, Rivett says that Bitov changed his mind about previously agreed upon plans, failed to provide a budget at the Toronto Star, which he oversees as a publisher, ignored proper corporate governance, and disregarded his responsibilities to Tor Star, North Star, which are in the corporate world are pretty big accusations. Oh, uh, yeah. To level log on something. Massive, yeah, massive. Yeah. It's, uh, there's a big story happening there. We just, we'll have to look into it further. Yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, f- uh, it says, well, let's see, what else does it say in here? Uh, Nordstar acquired Torstar in 2020, taking the company private, including the Toronto Star and various local news outlets. Prior to the deal closing, Nordstar upped its bid for Torstar from $52 million to $60 million. The purchase was financed by a loan from an investment firm, Canso Investment Council. And Rivet was presently, previously the president at Fairfax Financial before joining up with Betova, who was part of the ownership consortium that built the Skydome and now the Rogers Center. So those are kind of the players. Yeah, there's uh, some big players involved. And... Uh, yeah, and uh, it was um, the Toronto Star had. Uh, we saw a couple of tweets some time ago about the person that seems it was a lady that was put in charge, and she seemed very Q adjacent. A little bit. People have noticed some changes in the editorial bent in the Toronto Star. Uh, And then, uh, of course, uh, the Ford government uh, gave one of the first online gambling uh, contracts to Toronto Star to help make it profitable. And hopefully, or a lot of people are suggesting that the conflict in the inherent conflict of interest is now that explains the Toronto Star's sort of change in editorial bent. Yes. Um, Yes, because, you know, you have to thank or kiss the butt connected to the hand that feeds you uh <laughs> um but yeah uh and uh and national post uh, post media is uh as we mentioned is uh stopping printing of uh, about nine papers on mondays uh, yeah. in urban centers on mondays so um uh yeah there's a lot going on in a media lot. just rumbling under the background there if you're paying attention well you know so yeah i'm paying attention because that's kind of my curious mind and the way it works. I want to know how things are proceeding and progressing in this country when it comes to the media landscape. And I mean, we're, we're, we're sort of in the media landscape, but we're not journalists. We don't pretend to be journalists. No. We're not, we're not, right. 
you know, we, we've never, never said that. Um, we, we do like to report factual uh, stories and report factual information, and we will always do that. And we will also correct ourselves on the occasion that we make a mistake. We're not going to double down on anything if we're wrong. We're just going to oh, no. admit it. Yeah, hey, made a mistake. It happens. We're human. As I said before, yeah, that's yeah. why they put erasers on pencils, right? Right, right, right. Um, there's, uh, and uh, I'm not sure if email's here today. He's not? Okay, I'm going to save that because the Nobel Prizes are starting to be given out and someone from Sweden had won one. So, oh, okay. We'll wait till he's on the show uh, to speak to speak to one. Yeah, uh, a doctor, uh, Svante Pablo, won a Nobel Prize in medicine for his work on evolution. Oh, cool. So, yeah, um, but we'll wait till he's here and uh, on an episode because uh, you know we like to talk about things Sweden when Emil is here. Exactly, exactly. Because <laughs> he can all always tell us Sweden. whether or not we're full of crap or not. Well, I mean, he's he's there, right? So he would know. So uh. yeah, yeah. Um, do you have something you wanted to bring up? Um, yeah, this, uh, this little, uh, this little document here, um, how, mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if anybody heard, uh, there's the rumor going around how that they're not allowed to say just inflation in the house of commons. Well, technically the rumor was the liberals, liberal party was trying to make them stop saying it. That's not true. You cannot address anybody by their actual name in the house of commons. You have to address them by the honorable member. It's always been that mm -hmm. way. So when it comes to just inflation, this uh, tweet from Aaron Hoyland, who I follow on Twitter, interesting fella. He's got a lot of good things to say. Good guy. The inflation yep. rate in the U.S. is 8.3. Yes, that's right. New dad. That's right. The inflation rate in the U.S. Mm -hmm. is at 8.3%. In the U.K., it's 8.6%. Germany, 10%. The Netherlands, 10.3%. In Latvia, an eye-popping 21%. Man, that just inflation really gets around, huh? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not just inflation, it's just inflation. Correct. Right. There must be a space between those two words. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, but yes, in terms of parliamentary procedure, that's you're absolutely correct. Nobody is supposed to refer to people by their names and nobody's nope. supposed to talk to each other directly. That's why everything's addressed through the speaker. Right. Mr. Speaker, my honorable colleague on the other side is yes. saying. Um, so, and the other rule in parliament is that you cannot do by other means what you're not allowed to do directly. Yes. So, and that's where they're getting caught. Like this. So, of course, because, you know, with conservatives, basically the strategy is butthurt of the day. Uh, right? Every single day. This is seems. how we are victims today. Yes. yes. This is how we are the real victims today. No matter what all of you Canadians are going through or suffering, I guess we're the real victims all the time. So, yes. Tr and Trudeau. Everything's Trudeau's fault. So it is Trudeau who is trying to get him to stop saying. And then he's like on like, you know, you stop, you stop causing inflation and I'll stop saying just inflation deal. No, no deal. You and I'm the, the and I'm the Libby did. snowflake left winger, right? Right. Right. They're, they're buttered well, I mean, every day. They're a victim every day, but I'm the snowflake. Well, if you, again, everything's projection, right? Every oh, yeah. single complaint they make about liberals, progressives, or whatnot, like this, it's they literally are telling on themselves every single time. <laughs> every single time, it never fails. Uh, it never fails. It never fails. I mean, you can set your watch to it. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Um, speaking of conservatives behaving badly, in this case, really badly. Um, a former senator, 
Senator Don Meredith. Yeah. Slash Man of God, Don Meredith, Pentecostal Minister Don Meredith, who, while he was in the Senate, uh, got in trouble for um, making, having inappropriate conversations of a sexual nature with people who were underage. Speaking of grooming, Mm -hmm. speaking of abusing both of your positions of power as a minister and a senator in order to groom, and man who has cost all of us five about five hundred thousand dollars because a second ethical study showed that he had sexually harassed and otherwise harassed nine employees of his office over the years and apparently the senate pay that which means we pay that because apparently there is not a law that says that when people from the house of commons or the senate get charged on sexual harassment or just overall harassment or bullying that those funds should come from the party or the person and not the taxpayer which gives him of course free license to do everything and of course because he was at the time facing a Senate expulsion vote by his colleagues, and he resigned before he'd done that, of course he gets to keep his pension. Had he been expulsed, he wouldn't. But so, um, but we're all paying for that. So there needs to be some type of change in those rules at some point. Because, I mean, you know, it's like if you're going around putting your hands on people mm-hmm. in places that they should not be without their consent, like this, the consequences for that should not fall on us. Absolutely And maybe not. if we had to come out of the party funds, maybe the parties would start cleaning up their act and do better vetting. And let's not forget who he was appointed by. Yes, he was appointed by former, thankfully, Prime Minister Voldemort. <sighs> A.K.A. So, Fred Flintstone. Stephen Harper. Yeah. I call him Fred Flintstone because <laughs> he had Fred Flintstone's haircut. Now, I can make fun of his hair because I don't have any. So apparently man of God Meredith was charged with three counts of sexual assault and one count of criminal harassment for incidents dating back to 2013 and 2014 while he was a senator. And the alleged victim in this case was not a minor for a change. Wow. I guess. Um, uh, he was released on a promise to appear in court, uh, as you mentioned, uh, as we mentioned, he was appointed in 2010, resigned in 2017. Uh, some people are trying to pass this thing around that, because just before he left, when the independent senators group uh, were forming itself uh, within the Senate themselves, they voted for people who would have certain positions with that. And Don Meredith had, for some reason, gotten one, even in 2017, even though he had already been invest- being investigated for these things. They decided to make him some type of coordinator of something. Uh, but some person is, again, trying to present that as Justin Trudeau hired him to no 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 he was appointed by harper and that was an election among senators within the senate for something and of course that guy is saying uh, where he is till this day no he resigned his seat in 2017 because well you know somebody who sold that self-absorbed as we said well decided that he wanted to keep his pension rather than face consequences meanwhile meanwhile the rest of us are, are about to get our ei and cpp cut because Skippy the Wonder Pigeon seems to think that those programs are taxes when we know they are not taxes. They are programs designed to support us if we're able to retire or if we lose a job. I say if we're able to retire because some people die before they ever reach retirement age. So, you know, it's not everybody gets to draw on the system either. We all pay into it so we can take care of one another when we can no longer work. 
but hey, you know, yeah. he, he seems to think it's a tax. And on that note, I'm going to post this little thing here from Skippy the Gatekeeper. Uh, How has a career politician managed to convince anyone he's anti-establishment? He's been sitting there for 20 years. Come on, people. How many times are CPC uh, voters going to fall for the same grift? Pierre Poliver, age 20. Politics should not be a lifelong career, and elected officials should not be allowed to fix themselves in the halls of power of a nation. Pierre Poliver, age 40. It's Justin Trudeau's fault. Mm, yeah, it's not, definitely not Justin Trudeau's fault that you just won't leave or find something else to do with yourself. I mean, it's the one thing you can do, apparently. Uh, I guess. Oh, Elaine, uh, Elaine, you're asking us to share that one onto Facebook. Which, what, what do you want us to share? Which one is it? I, I don't know. We had a lot of topics that we talked about in a very short time period. So just uh, send us yeah. a note in the chat which one you want us to share, and we'll make sure we get that taken care of for you ASAP. I, uh, I've got to run. I've got oh, to go. Already? Yeah. Yeah. I've got a big meeting this morning at 8am. I have to be there to get everything set up for it. So I got to be there 15 minutes early, which is out of the ordinary for me today. Usually I work from home on Mondays, but there's a big meeting taking place today and I have to make sure that everything is up and running and good to go. So I'm going to have to bid adieu. Oh, the just inflation, uh, will be okay. We'll, we'll, we'll take care of that. We'll, we'll get that up there. The, um, the uh which one it's it's uh was it this one yeah that one that's the one uh, okay so right. yeah we'll get that uh, up send there. That to me and i'll uh, say send me that clip and i'll put it up on facebook we'll do all right well then uh we have our first show so let's wrap it up uh kids that's the end of this episode of the eager beaver podcast of the well not the eager beaver podcast sorry Just the that's nibble. the wrong one <laughs> you got too many scripts in front of you Yep, because I took from one and to create the other one. Uh, so that's the episode of uh, the end of this episode of Just a Nibble and the Not Quite Daily Beaver podcast. We hope you love listening to us because we love making this for you. Please do the neighborly thing and donate to the Red Cross to help with Hurricane Fiona, disaster relief in Atlantic Canada. I heard this morning that uh, we still have about 23,000 people without electricity and 18,000 of them on PEI. So people might start be getting mad at uh, Premier Dennis King here. Uh, if you really like this podcast, you can find us on the Dean Bladell Network as, where, as well as anywhere you find your podcasts featuring a grizzly bear and a beaver. Please share the podcast and we love your feedback. So we're on Facebook, Twitter, and our email is the true north eager beaver at gmail.com. Uh, you can subscribe via PodPage, podpage.com slash the true north eager beaver with a hyphen between all those words. And if you really like us and you want to support us with a tip, uh, our coffee page is ko-fi slash ko-fi.com slash eager beaver, all in one word, lowercase letters. Or if you want to get something for your money, we have merch. <laughs> we do. And I've so, got the link in yes, the chat. Yes. Like we said, increase your sex appeal. From the Beaver Lodge, this is your eager beaver and Mr. Grizzly saying, until next time, dear kids, it can be a tough world out there, so be kind to and gentle with yourselves. We'll be back uh, for morning show on Wednesday. And Mr. Grizzly, do you have some words of wisdom? Yeah. Enjoy your coffee today. It will make mm. your day go nice and smoothly. And we will soon mm. have sure this mug available for you, too. Mm-hmm. And make sure you eat something. For all of you who are skipping breakfast, don't skip breakfast. You really need it. All right? Put a little something in your tummies. Do Okey yourself dokey. something good. Yeah. The True Bye. North Eager Beaver podcast is an Eager Beaver Mr. Grizzly collaboration. Research story and guest curation and copy written by the Eager Beaver. 
Recording, production, editing, and additional research by Mr. Grizzly. Music courtesy of Ben Sound Royalty Free Music. Once again, thank you to our founding sponsors, The Peppermaster, The Miss Fee Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing and CanadianTarot.com. And thank you to Pete Jarvis for our artwork. We love it. Kits, we'll talk to you real soon. Bye. Take care. You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media Podcast. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network.